Angry Chichi, I'm So Popular, and today we are discussing three films from Sato Hisayasu, those being Hunter's Sense of Touch, Bondage Ecstasy, and Horsewoman Dog, and I'm joined by one of my favorite artists in the podcasting medium. Who are you? Uh, I'm Birdo. That's my name. Hi, Birdo. What are you doing? What am I doing? Um sitting around uh thinking about gay porno that i watched earlier today <laughs> love it yeah. and uh, why do you follow me why do i follow you yeah because huh, of jack <laughs> <laughs> I, I i remember specifically like the the first time we interacted was once again my uh, favorite medium in the world which is the twitter space <laughs> twitter spaces that and was the first time we talked yeah i think it was yeah and I always think Twitter spaces are kind of like a... I find them really delightful, actually. I don't know what it is. I just... I love a space. <laughs> God, I love a good space. I love a space. <laughs> I haven't been uh, dropping in as much as I used to, but it's pretty fun. No, I'm about to take a Twitter break, too. I'm going to take a week or two off, I think. Twitter's bad, man. Yeah, and I'm depressed. So I don't want to process my emotions on Twitter. I, I know I would if I have my phone logged in, so I'm going to just... Uh, <laughs> I'm going to not, is what I'm deciding. Solid idea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, this past uh, these past two weeks have been wretched, and then I just got piled on by um, hordes of leftists uh, about Camille Paglia. What did they I just didn't... say? They called me a pedo, and I learned a new word. Oh, which is, um... no. That sounds... I, it's always a toss-up uh, on who's <clears throat> going to be calling you a pedo. Is it the left or the right or whatever, you know? Yeah. And today was the left. I mean... They called me a nonce. Have you heard this word before? No, what does it mean? It means a pedo, but I've never heard <laughs> of it before. That's a, It sounds like, like too nice of a word for a pedo. I know. It sounds like a nice like, little British word yeah, that you might exchange with <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. and crumpets and biscuits. It like, sounds oh, like, oh you, <laughs> oh, you fucking little goof. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's like, kind of cute. But no, it fully means like pedophile. Um, <laughs> That's and funny, honestly, man. Me, like, liking Polya is, like, probably the least shocking of, like, my pedophile takes. Like, I don't Wait, even is that, know. Wait, is that... They they literally called you a pedophile because you like Camille Polya? Yes. Literally, my tweet was, like, Camille Polya is the best, is, like, the best, like, a literary theorist and people who don't like her suck. And then Uh-oh. some fucking 37K account called Lib Crusher. Okay, oh, no. like, they... Wait, like, Lib Crusher? Um, Why was it called Lib Crusher? Oh, because yeah, it's like a literally... socialist? Yeah, exactly. Oh, I mean, he's really, God. like, lib-performing here, but, oh, God, I fucking... I'm over leftism. None. I don't want any of it. I have no interest at all. It's the wor- It's literally a brain disease, and anybody who associates it w- with leftism in any capacity, for any reason, is, like, a an accident waiting to happen or just a problem waiting to happen. No, seriously. All of them are, like, secret little agents like they're also paranoid and doing like endless discourse about who's cia who's a fed when in fact like they all are that's them (laughs) that's funny yeah i i could see that um yeah i just hate him i don't know i'm over it i hate everything (laughs) i'm i'm really on my apocalypse drive right now but um twitter i uh so i mean it's just been wretched recently and i'm uh I try. I usually am like I. I try not to be like I hate Twitter because I spend so much time on it. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like I, I use it to to platform myself or whatever, and I like the people I've met. But like, Me too. Uh, I don't know. But it's it is abject. It's so bad. I mean, 
there's nothing i don't know it's just bad it's not good no yeah i hate like narrating the twitter experience and like doing like oh like today was such a hard day on twitter it's so bad and it's like you know like sometimes it just sucks it's like like regular everyday life it's just uh painful and uh terrible and i'm gonna take a break (laughs) yeah whenever something happens on twitter i don't like whenever there's some kind of fight or something even if i like win or whatever i just feel like shit after i've had days on twitter where i'll like not be able to get out of bed the next day just because of twitter it's like the stupidest thing why why do that to myself with for these people i don't even know that like i don't know it's weird but then at the same time there's another side of me that's like oh well i met all these people that are real there are real people and they're nice so yeah exactly i mean like the whole like um the whole of like my second season of the podcast was just like internet voices i have like corralled from twitter basically like yeah it's definitely worth something but um for sure yeah yeah i mean ghost show wouldn't exist without it obviously yeah exactly like speaking of of ghost jail um one of the reasons that i brought you on today is because uh i just find ghost jail to be one of the most fascinating uh depictions of machismo of like the 21st century (laughs) and uh like logo put it really well when he came on the show two weeks ago and he said um that like he can imagine people in a few years, like, 10 years down, like, the line, like, uh, smoking weed in their garage and, like, coming across, like, ghost jail and sharing it with each other. And uh, I'm very privileged and blessed to have uh, been a part of the project even briefly. And um, I <laughs> don't know, I just again. find your... Oh, I know. Trust and believe. <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I will force my way in if I have to, but... No, I just find the, what, the mission that you've taken about, um, you know, preserving masculinity and... Um, doing it in a way that's like so earnest and uh, open-hearted while still being extremely funny and theatrical and dynamic is just one of the most exciting like uh, internet projects going on right now. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. We didn't really have any uh, plan to do anything um, particularly masculine, (laughs) but I guess that's kind of the way it's shaken out, it sounds like. Well, no, I mean, that's exactly why it is, like, a masculine show is because, like, if you had, like, gone out and done, like, Caribbean rhythms being, like, this is the show about masculinity, this is, this is the, <laughs> this, this is us commenting on the masculine condition, then, uh, that's gay as fuck. Yeah, this is just boys, just boys talking, mostly boys, I mean, there's girls. The only reason, the reason that the there's not more girls is that girls don't, you know, they don't listen to it, and I'm not friends with them. <laughs> i love uh like when like amy like coming in on like uh, the birdo center episode as well it's oh, so yeah. funny like what a fleshed like fleshed out totally like lived in world that that whole episode is like um <laughs> I, honestly like the birdo center um I, I don't even know how it managed to like magically coalesce into the way it did except like, from I don't know all how, of your talent. <laughs> I don't know how it would ever be replicated because that meme had been go- like floating around Twitter for months and months. I think a, a year, about a a little over a year that the Birdo Center meme was like a thing. Just because I watched, um, I watched that Michael Jordan documentary, and they talked. They mentioned that they like they practiced at the Birdo Center. I was like, does anybody else know that? There's a place called the Birdo Center, and then it just kind of went from there. <laughs> yeah, and uh, the imagination of it is like, um, 
the scream against like transgenderism like plus like a really like beautiful and uh, unforced uh, sense of male camaraderie um and it's also very gay yeah i love it It did end up kind of gay didn't it (laughs) yeah i mean not like gay in like the in the pejorative sense but like a truly like homosexual like in like the the old way like it's very homophilic but not necessarily gay yeah 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 it's like something, it could only happen in 2021 or 2021 or whatever, you know? Yeah. It, because I don't know. It's like, <laughs> it just feels like it's guys who would have been homophobic back in the day, but may, maybe not. I don't know. I feel like we all used to be libs or a lot of us. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, homophobia is is a good quality in the heterosexual man, as long as it's not performative. Um, I'm and decidedly I think this not is like, homophobic. <laughs> definitely not i mean i can't even imagine but like <laughs> i am um, i just feel like uh currently like the only people who are still like concerned with um honestly like the state of gender affairs and the people who are like who have any like a piercing sense of reality about it are like asty like whining homosexuals and then like <laughs> true uh, like straight men basically so of course like the um the homosexuals know what's really going on or they see it. They they saw it firsthand. I guess. Absolutely. Yeah, because yeah, it happened. This all happened to homosexuals, like in the '90s, right? Like uh, when uh, they started moving towards like marriage equality and like a liberalization of the movement. Like everyone got hijacked into neoliberalism like much faster than it happened to like the general populace in America. I feel like. Yeah, yeah, it's very very strange. And this is, I mean, the fact that they're. I mean. <laughs> I don't like to compare it to homosexuals because I don't like to compare it to gayness in general because like, I just hate that they're selling it as another gay people because that is Mm -hmm. not what it is. No, No. certainly not. I mean, and it never has been. And before, like, I mean, before it just used to be a fucking, you know, melt of everything and everyone was just a faggot. Like, yeah, (laughs) exactly. uh, Yeah. That's much better than uh, the the way that it's been so fiercely divided because like what's going on in the uh death death drive transgenderism movement that happened in like five seconds like over the course of like two days basically and is now you know hurtling at mass velocity towards who knows what Um, exactly it's it's, just it's so different it's just like covid i mean it's worse it's just as bad as covid too um (laughs) it's yeah it's uh it, it's just like COVID be- because it's so easy to imagine it just not having happened and how much better that would have been. Uh, but it did. Yeah, the, it, I mean, it's all the transgender tipping point. Like, they, they decided to, once they saw it, it was like a feasible market, and that's uh, all we got. But yeah. um, fortunately, you and your show still uh, are standing up and fighting <laughs> back, as it were. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. We're just joking around about it, I think. Well, I mean, that's the best way to do it. I mean, because I think uh, going about it was the uh, set, you know, politic is just so stupid and retarded. Like, to have, like, some uh, yeah. mili- militant mission against it is just, what a waste. But just, it's just to not be, like, It's a, never going to work. I mean, no. even this isn't going to work, but at least it'll be there. <laughs> Ch- chilling with your friends and uh, creating a art together is like really the the way out and i i love watching you do it i'm so excited to see what you uh do with the the next few projects here and i've uh i'm very blessed to partake in them so thank you for doing what you do honestly (laughs) thanks man i appreciate that
Yeah. Um, Honestly, like, uh, the same sense of, like, masculinity and uh, your implicit understanding of, like, what makes, like, the gay movement, like, rich, like, from, like, you know, (laughs) old, like, 60s homoeroticism, whether you know it or not, like, the... For sure, for sure. Yeah. It was Jack's influence, really. Mm -hmm. Because, like, it was really, like, Jack and Danzig and stuff who, like, kind of made, or kind of made me see, like... (laughs) I don't know, I just didn't know, I didn't know about any of this shit, but the, like, inherent masculine gayness, the, mm-hmm. the masculine homosexuality, and, yeah. and like, basically homosexuality. Yeah. Yeah. No, because, I mean, like, uh, what, what, are, what are people typically, like, a affiliated with from like the popular narrative but you know just a bunch of like screaming like queens and like interracial relationships with like uh test tube babies <laughs> but like uh you know the reality is like a much more like a uh, rich and artistic uh background like full of uh longing and appreciation of the masculine form in a way that's like really melancholic and beautiful mm-hmm. i see that yeah so there's lots of that in uh in Berto center for <laughs> like, sure yeah so i'm uh thinking about all of that i was a uh, dreaming about like what kind of art i could ever like discuss with you uh that fits (laughs) that mold at all and could ever do something similar and um my answer is uh these three films by sato hisayasu um these are all like from late 80s early 90s and he's a uh pinku ega director which is uh basically these uh cheap porno movies that they would uh make for extremely low budgets and uh They gave uh, the directors free reign to basically do whatever they want. So really? they, uh, yep. As long as there were uh, tits and fucking every like ten minutes or so, they could do whatever they want. Wow. So, so that's what's yeah. going on here. I was wondering how. So is this guy like an artist of some, like a? I don't know. I've ne- I never understood how it happens that a a porno movie gets made that's like good. <laughs> right yeah no it's like it's a good question because it's like um the way that pornography is like made especially in the west is just like okay like here's like a 20 second like setup it's like oh like my hot mom my hot stepmom is here and she's <laughs> leaning over the table on her titties uh, and then it's just you know penetration but yeah immediately uh, the, the pinko ego movement is fascinating because they used to show these like in dirty theaters right like uh they would show these, like, in theaters, and they would produce them for no money, so they'd be, like, profitable as long as, like, five people went to go see them. Mm-hmm. And uh, they just let, like, these directors, like, go crazy. So in, like, the 70s, there was a lot of, like, people making, like, uh, like communist, like, criticism films that were also, like, pornographic. And, uh, yeah, and then, like, here we have uh, Sato Hisayasu, who does... Uh, I, you know, these movies are really thematically rich. Like, what they're saying, I'm not even sure, but they just cast a spell on me. Like For uh, sure, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I noticed that especially in the last one, or in uh, in Hunter's Sense of Touch. Sense of Touch, yeah. Yeah, and he's just fascinating as well. He's been doing these movies, like, since uh, the mid-'80s, and he's still going today, like, doing the same thing. Yeah. Nice. Are they, still they still good? do these uh, Pink Rega. Yeah, I haven't seen any of his recent ones, but um, he had one out in 2018, so I'm hoping a new one comes out like in the next few years. But you know, what's weird is they um, don't. They don't. <laughs> uh, I'm just to quote uh, Super Bad. They don't really show Dick going in, which is a huge concern. Oh yeah, I mean none of these movies have like 
I mean, they have penetration, but you don't, like, really see it. And I find that to they be They do so... actually have penetration? I think that um, horsewoman dog no. has penetration. No, 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 no. You mean, like, the, so... the, that shit was real? Uh, not the horse. Okay. We'll get there for sure. All right, yeah, like... well, let's talk about that when we get there. Like, Jesus yeah. Christ. No, but like the um the aesthetic qualities of these is that they're all like uh, these are all like VHS rips, which is why they all look so shitty and um I like they're impossible. I do too. Yeah. They look so hypnotic and like mm-hmm. uh they really give you that sleazy like '90s like uh sense of nostalgia and uh, they all have my favorite quality of any pornographic film, which is the mosaic. Yeah, wait, what do you mean yeah. the mosaic? It's the blurring of the of the dicks and tits. Oh, <laughs> why do they do? Why do they do that? I always wonder that about Japanese shit. Yeah. Why do I they? Mean, okay, is there some kind of law against showing against showing penetration? There is a law against showing like genitals just outright. Like, um, you, they will show like um. If it's, like, an old illustration, like, I think if it's from, like, uh, 19th century or previous, then they, they won't censor it. But otherwise, every, like, image of uh, pussy or dick has to be mosaic or, like, have a uh, – be blurred in some way. So all the pornography or what? in this country – I mean, it's illegal if you don't. It's absolutely illegal to own pornography that is uncensored here. Okay. Or what, though? Like, what happens if you don't? Like- I mean – I guess, like, they could arrest you. But the thing is, like, the internet isn't, like, censored here. So, like, if you're looking stuff up and it's not Japanese, you're still going to see it. Like, no one's going to get you that way, right? Yeah, but, so uh, there's really no... It's kind of, like, bullshit. I mean, what that doesn't even make any sense. <laughs> it's so weird. I think it's just because... I know, I mean, it's for me, it's interesting, right? Because the dick is almost more present with the mosaic than it would be without it, right? Like, in its own way, like... As uh, Western media, like, shies more and more away from, like, its fear of the penis and just, like, refuses <laughs> to ever show it in anything. Like, I mean, outside of porn, obviously. Wait, but it, Western, it becomes more say? distant. Yeah. I would say there's more penis than there used to be. Really? I would say there's less huh. titties. That's terrible. Yeah. What a travesty. <laughs> I, I mean, mean, I don't know that's about... That's what it feels a, like to me. I don't me. know about straight porn, but... No, I'm talking about like, like but... I'm not even talking about porn. I'm just talking about like movies. Uh-huh. I feel like there's a lot of uh, let's show the dick instead of the the titties. Aren't we special? Aren't we interesting and uh, uh, feminist or whatever going That's on? That's definitely true. Um, I mean, like the the big one that comes to uh, <laughs> the the one that comes to mind is that like, did you see Midsummer? Um, yes, I did, but I don't remember a dick. There's a dick there for sure, which they also censored here, which I thought was funny. They want to um, see, like, they want to show the dick because they see it as, like... Emasculating. Maybe emasculating, maybe that, but it feels like it's just, like, more shallow than that. Yeah, I mean, it seems kind of evil to me when they do show dick and then, like, it's, like, in, like, this, uh really kind of like a finger wagging kind of way where it's like the of course like only the villain gets like his dick out and it's never eroticized ever it it becomes more like uh cardboard what was the dick they showed in midsommar 
It was uh, her boyfriend has his uh, dick out um, when he's like uh, getting raped by the uh, by the women in the cult, oh. and then when he's uh, when he's running out, uh, there is some uh, some dick. W- yeah, there's some dick, and they they put the mosaic on it in Japan, which I thought was funny. That's hilarious. What about? Yeah. Um, I think that one of the greatest dicks in a movie, in like a mainstream movie, is uh, the Jason Segel dick in Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Oh, that's classic. That's a phenomenal dick scene. Yeah. Yeah. And that one's it's kind of sweet, isn't it? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. He's like. It's a little bit emasculating because he's just gotten broken up with, and but it's just like, the whole, the whole thrill of it was just like, oh my god, that's a dick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's like, um, it's very sad that everyone it seems to be so afraid of like showing like a truly like erect dick. Right. It's like, I I feel like um. That was a pretty prefer, glorious like, flaccid penis, though. He just like drops his towel and like. That's the whole joke, but it totally works. Right. I mean, no, Jack and I were just talking about how, like, a, a flaccid dick is, like, the, the best way for it to be, like, seen. But um, I do wish, like, someone was, like, bold enough to uh, to fully put a hard-on, like, on the big screen, really. Big screen hard-on? I could see it. Yeah, big screen hard-on. Um, <clears throat> which is, like, why, like, Love by Gaspar Noe is, like, also really, like, kind of, like, a sweet to me, which has, like... CG rendered enormous like 3D dick where it like flies into the piss. Wait, slip. which movie is that? It's called Love, and it's like uh, it was like Love. a 3D like uh, yeah, it's great. I highly recommend it. It's very sweet, and uh, there's a very base depiction of trannies in it as well. Nice. There's a yeah. Is it newer? It is newer. It's like 2013 or 2014, maybe. Oh, gotcha. That was when you could say stuff. I was gonna say if it's post 2015. Or post twenty like seventeen, you can't really say anything about trannies. Well, it's France does not give a fuck, and Gaspar really? Noé doesn't France either. Is something good about France. Something's going on with France. Yeah, no, I just read a submission by Michel Welbeck as well, which is like all about like uh, the uprising of uh, Muslims into into France, and I thought it was actually very respectful and like not like. Uh, as exploitative as I thought it would be, but they are totally unafraid of, like, shying away from the truth. And, like, all of, like, the trannies that appear, like, in French movies, it's, like, they'll have, like, one, like, a beautiful woman movie where it's, like, look at this quirky trans girl and her haircut. Is it her life just so bittersweet? Like, they do that, like, once every five years and then, like, don't care for the rest of it. <laughs> um, and then, like, Gaspar Noé, like, has always just been, like, here are all of these like tranny hookers. Like, uh, he he has like a very like a realistic like view of them as like kind of like uh, objects of uh, the sexual realm and not of the gender one, which I think is cool. Yeah, that's how that's how you the only time you would see them pre twenty nineteen to <laughs> pre two thousand twenty one. Yeah, like, there it used to be just be, like, oh, like, here's, like, every few years the world will just, like, do, like, a, oh, here's the tragic trans woman story. It's, like, it's the Danish girl or, like, whatever. Is that, and like, a, uh, is, there's no American movies like that? That's an American, I guess that's a, a what, an English movie. What movie is the, that? Dallas Buyers Club. Is oh, yeah, that was the first one. That was the one. Okay. Boys Don't Cry is, a, is, an, is really oh, good as well. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, this is, like, a, a little untouched genre, but now it's, like, they just are, like, they just, like, are summoned up into, like, promising young woman, and it's just this, like, 
here's my trans friend who works at the coffee shop. Isn't this so normal? <laughs> yeah. Look how normal it is that my coworker in my office is trans. And I mean, it is kind of, like, I don't know. I guess it was, like, kind of normal for me. But it's, like, the that kind of depiction is just so, like, it's so rude. It just seems, like, really rude and, like, inaccurate and just kind of, like, dehumanizing to me. To, like, summon people up as, like, uh, just, like, the cardboard cutout, as it were. Well, if it is dehumanizing, then I'm, gl- I'm glad that it exists. <laughs> then you're all for it, Then yeah. I'm all for it. But this is all kind of, like, a good point to, like, why I'm keen to discuss these movies today, which is uh, (laughs) the return of the erection to cinema. And even if it's pixelated, it's there even more. Uh, And these (laughs) movies, um, as pornography, as, like, gay exploitation, they are just uh, completely unashamed uh, depictions of abject perversion and the director's really disturbed... I and I am just really refreshed to see uh, that kind of perspective put into film, especially when I think that these, especially the the two gay ones of these, are a truly. It's weird that one of them is not of gay. masculinity. I know I did that on purpose. I wanted to give you a little treat. But the one that wasn't <laughs> gay is like the worst by far. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird. Yeah. I um and I said earlier like kind of I wanted to talk to you about these because I, I was you know so refreshed by uh the homophilic world of uh, the Berto Center but mm-hmm. um also because uh, I don't know there's like a, a '90s kind of a vibe to Ghost Jail as well and uh, I I find that these is movies it the are, uh, are really, uh, PlayStation boot up sound at the beginning <laughs> definitely that or like uh, there's also this isn't like quite '90s but like there's like Half Life noises in the Berto Center as well. Totally. I don't know who's responsible for that, but I heard like one of the, the machines that like, clicks with Half Life noises and uh, made me soy face. <laughs> like <laughs> uh, the machine noises were all. I think there was, yeah. There's a lot of different noises in there. There was like a a rice cooker. There was uh, that pinball game, the old Windows pinball game. Oh yeah. Uh, I forgot what it's called. And then there was, I think some, yeah, other video games. But that wasn't me. Uh, Actually, Crown Caribou, who made that, put together that, uh, he sent me all the sound effects to put in. Wonderful. I mean, it's all very beautifully curated, and um, that uh, kind of tragic sense of a lost uh, 90s when things are more simple is uh, very present to me, watching these movies that kind of break my heart. And uh, lastly, I just think it's fun to... uh, (laughs) <laughs> to watch extremely uh, radical like gay porn and bestiality and then uh, <laughs> talk about it with uh, your internet friends. So. Hell yeah. First of the three films we're talking about today is Bondage Ecstasy. Uh, this is, of course, uh, from 1989. And I accidentally sent Berto a copy that has no subtitles on it. <laughs> so I'm really curious to hear like what your like sensory impression of this uh, kind of like gay nightmare fever dream was. I have the uh, no subtitles version playing on my left monitor as we speak. Uh, I don't know. I mean... <laughs> 
I don't really know what to say about it. It was just like a lot of, uh, I don't know. I have no words <laughs> to describe it. It was, <laughs> it was shocking. Uh, I did not know what was going on. This one, like, I didn't really get the story in, in, uh, what is the woman? Horse, horse woman, woman dog. dog. Yes. <laughs> I didn't really get the story in that one either. Cause I wasn't watching very closely, but I got it better than I did with this one. This one's like, uh, you can't really pin down what's happening. It's really more, this one feels like it's more about the porn than the other ones, but. Maybe, oh, interesting. Yeah. This one definitely has, I think like the longest pornographic sequences as well. Um, there's the really extended, like, 69ing at the end of this that, uh... <laughs> I remember that. Fuck. One of my favorite things about this movie are, like, all of the the tidy whities that these people wear. Yeah. Like, their underwear is so cute to me. All these guys are wearing bikini briefs in all of them. All of them. Yeah. They're, like, these, like, tight little, like, bikini briefs. Um, And this one, like, doesn't have almost, like, any dick in it, actually. Yeah, no, I mean, I didn't notice much dick in any of them, but, like... You can see it sometimes when the when they're sucking in uh, Hunter's Sense of Touch. I remember mm-hmm. when there's a real in-depth blowjob going on. You can actually see some of Dick, but you don't really ever. Some, yes, you don't see any of it really. No, it's it's uh, all kind of left to the imagination and concealed within the bikini briefs, as it were. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of like um, looking on the outside of the bikini briefs in all of these. Oh, that is so true. Uh, they are obsessed with just grinding their face against it and making like little noises <laughs> against like the, is that like in against a, the bikini breeze? Yeah, I wonder if that. I always wondered if that was like something about Japan too. That they like like underwear a lot, or is it just to make the film so that there's not too much uh, mosaic? I'm sure it's a little bit of both, right? Yeah. Um, but there is definitely, like, a fixation on underwear in this country. Um, there is something my... erotic about yeah. just underwear. I mean, there really is. Like, once no, it comes sure. off, it's like the mystery's gone. That's why I love the mosaic as well. It's because, like, um, the underwear still presents, like, a fantasy about, like, what's going on behind there like you're not gonna see like a you know morbid mangled like dick thereafter if you're only like imagining it it's the imagination is forever more beautiful and perfect than whatever they could show you next so mm-hmm. um yeah underwear is really beautiful isn't it yeah so that part's kind of that's kind of a good part about it that what a good part about the law is that they do a lot more underwear stuff yeah, it makes the imagination stronger, I think. Um, and this movie is a Wait, really interesting as well. Oh, go ahead. Can can you explain? Is there any straight sex in this one? There is straight sex in Hunter's Sense Hunter's of Touch, Sense right? Of, yeah. Just once. I don't think there... Yeah, just once uh, towards the end of the movie. Uh, but no, I don't think there's any in this one. Okay. This is like the, the gayest of them all. Yeah, this one's and, very, uh, very gay. Very gay. Um, and, and what's so interesting about Ito Sato is that he is straight. Like, he's fully like a Wait, heterosexual really? man. Yeah. Bizarre. I know. But like the Bairdo Senator, the people who incidentally make the best gay art tend to be, like, homosexual, uh, sorry, heterosexual men and uh, women, mostly. That's crazy. That's unbelievable. Yeah. No, it's because gay people are too obsessed with um, the minutia of the scene that they uh, don't have a lot of, like, um, foresight beyond themselves, whereas, like, women um they're like kind of like tragic uh emotions and then straight men like the way that they imagine uh, a man to be hot 
those are you know more surprising and more accurate and truer to like a I see. Like a homosexual yeah I, that's always been my take anyway I see, um, but yeah. no he's a fully a he, he's pretty notable for in the Pinkuega scene for being a director who does both gay and straight films but um, this one is really interesting to me because it's like kind of um a uh, it, it's basically a, a remake of like it's ver- it's a kind of like a Kafka remake basically it's like he's trying to do like yeah uh, I saw when he turns into a bug I was like oh my god there's someone turning into a bug so it's yeah, like gay, it's very gay porn metamorphosis dude right it's gay metamorphosis with fencing with fencing <laughs> and like yeah the porn scenes in this are so surreal like more so than the other movies I think like yeah you have scenes with like I'm looking at one right now where it's like fucking a fog machine and black background and like blue and pink lights and like you don't even know where they are i don't know i don't know how to describe any of this or like where why i could not tell what was going on in the fucking movie no i've seen this movie three times uh with subtitles speaking japanese and i can give you basically nothing about the plot um i think that overall like the movie is like kind of like a commentary about the frustration of having to participate in in daily reality and like the pain of having to like go about routine and constant inconvenience um there's like uh people who are like pestering the protagonist about like a fake uh pyramid scheme to get him to go on a trip to hawaii (laughs) um there's him having like trouble with his boss and like the really ridiculous like spray can scene in the beginning yeah what is that is that like testing of a product no, it's, uh, they're trying to kill a bug and he accidentally sprays his boss. Oh my god, and then his boss sprays him back, right? Yeah, and then he's, like, stumbling around in Tokyo, like, covered in, like, black, uh, bug death spray. And then is that <laughs> like, how he turns into a bug man? I have no idea it must how be. he turns it, into a I mean, bug man. I mean, it, that's impossible. There's no other way to explain it. Yeah, certainly, and it's, I think it's, like, um the grind of society turns everyone into a bug is like kind of like it's <laughs> like kind of like the overall like theme of it i but, see um what i really love this movie for really is the the 69ing scene at the end which i just think is so good i think I don't it's know, this so hot, beautiful this hot wax scene that's playing is pretty solid dude oh yeah the hot wax is great this guy's like making scary faces and the lighting's incredible oh it's right just, like, that, really... that scene is a it's interesting because it reveals kind of that the people who were doing the harassment campaign on this protagonist, like trying to convince him about this like pyramid scheme, they're like running like a BDSM cult. Really? That's what's going on here? I guess it's like some kind of like a interstitial, like a twin peaks red room, like kind of like, yeah. So that's what I mean. Like I was wondering where the hell they are right now. Like I'm just looking at the scene. It feels real. Yeah, it does not feel real at all. It looks like it's totally insane looking. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's all those like a plush like lighting and colors. Um yeah. and to me the way I was trying to read it is it's like in the same way that like uh you're subjected to endless minutia in society that is so painful to have to go about your day like uh those things end up like sexually dominating you as well. It's like kind of like my mm, reading into I it. I see. I see. <laughs> I didn't really have any reading. I didn't have any plot, and I just saw a bunch of gay porn. I'm very. I mean, isn't that that isn't that perfect though? Yes, but very uh, pretty. That makes me overjoyed. Very pretty gay porn. Oh, he's sh- oh now he's shoving the uh, candle up the man's uh, ass. Beautiful, right? Yep. 
Have you seen gay porn before this? Like, like really? Like gay porn? Yeah, dude. I mean, of course. Like regular gay. Of course. P- yeah. Yeah, sure. Like, like regular gay porn. I'm always curious, like, how one encounters that as a heterosexual man. I don't know. There's lots of ways you can encounter gay porn. Fake links. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Just getting like molested with the image, like on like Pornhub or something, right? Yeah, you don't just not see gay porn, like, what? Yeah. You don't just, like, never see it in your life. I guess that's true. Yeah. I don't... I can't really think of how or whatever. You don't... Nobody's never seen gay porn unless they're, like, someone who's, like, very, very staying away from everything. I don't know. No, yeah, that makes sense. Um, I was wondering if you've ever, like, seen, like, a gay pornographic film to completion. A film? I don't think so, no. No. So this is is the first, and... um, Yeah. I've never even... What kind of... Go ahead, sorry. Uh, yeah, I never even knew anything like this existed, except for, like, what Jack's talked about. Like that right. Kansas City trucking company and shit. This is very similar to that, actually. They they both kind of, like, have uh, the same sort of, like, mission about them. Um, but, yeah, I just, I delight in the fact that you could have, like, used to pay, like, five bucks and, like, go see, like, Kafka metamorphosis gay porn in the theater. Like, you could just go yeah. see this, like... On an afternoon in Tokyo, it's. I think that like and porn cinemas. More, are, there's more. Ahead, sorry. There's more thought put into like how this looks, than the than your average like movie. I feel like, than your average oh, for non-pornographic sure. movie. Yeah, because what's special about porn, right, is that like it's supposed to like be like evoking like a a really unique physical sensation in you, and um in anything I watch really like. Um, if I feel like radically affected by something or like, it's like really scares me or disturbs me, uh, you know, when you feel like the experience of a movie, like actually like happen in you, that's so beautiful. And so like porn is also special for like having the capacity to do that, but it all gets, uh, wasted on like, you know, monkey brain, like penetration shot, like <laughs> screaming, like woman porn instead of like what could be like this weird like fencing art basically yes i see that (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah i mean i I don't it's very i don't know it's hard to imagine people actually watching porn i mean if that was just what if this type of thing was just what was available on Pornhub, i mean i guess people that's what people would watch you know but I mean, it is difficult to imagine like people just like getting off to this, right? And I mean, because that's not like really like the point. Yeah. I mean, you're not supposed to jerk off in those dirty. Exactly. I mean, I guess yeah. people. It can't. It can't be about jerking off. So. I mean, I guess people do, but you're not like really supposed maybe to, right? It's like, made. Maybe it's made so that you watch it and you, um, and the maybe it's made like this so that it sticks in your head to jack off later. Have you ever thought about I mean, it that way? That is. That is such a great way of thinking about it, and even more beautiful. It's like because I'm not gonna um, forget then, the this candle scene, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the candle is so good. It's just like, on right the, now. That's why I keep talking about it. No, I mean it's incredible, and like all of, like the screaming with it as well is just a really cute too. I I yeah, find I find it all. <laughs> I don't you think it's kind of cute actually though. Sure, it's really I mean sweet to me. The the way that I think of Japanese people is. I don't know if this is racist, but I always think of Japan as a country full of um, miniature perverts. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of cute. Yeah, I'm very charming. Um, yeah. But I mean, I think what's cute to me about it is like, it's like, 
I mean, like you kind of suggested, like this is probably like porn to like, imagine thereafter. And there's something very innocent to me about that instead of like a engineering, like um, scientific, like anatomy videos, like piece by piece of like scientific flesh, like engineered to like get you off as quickly as possible. For sure. And instead yeah. it's like very like sweet and like kind of charming to like engage with like your erotic instinct in a way that's more, more, more pure in a way. Yeah, I see that. Yeah, more pure in a movie that has full-on, like, candle up the ass. Yeah, my my thought of why it's cute is more of, like, a racist, like, oh, the cute Asians doing gay stuff. <laughs> yeah. Which is, I mean, it is cute, too. <laughs> I, um, I, I talk about this all the time, but Japan is a very perverted country, and they have... Uh, they definitely are. In- oh, no doubt. Yeah. I mean, we've been able to... Like, like miniature to, perverts, uh, am I right? No, you're totally right. Like, when you mentioned, like, their fixation on underwear earlier, like, I thought immediately about this uh, vending machine in Osaka, and you put $5 in, and you get a mystery pair of panties yeah, that someone's worn before. I've definitely heard of that. Is it real that they've been worn? Who knows? That's, like, a le- that's what everyone says when they talk about Japan being perverts. They say, you can buy little girls' the, the underwear vending machine. in the vending machine. Uh, the most perverted thing I've ever seen in Japan, um, by far, was a uh, a child sex doll. Oh God! Yeah, that's fucked. That was man. uh, it, and it was wearing like like the little like uh, kindergarten uniform and and everything, and it was like full sized. Uh, and uh, oh yeah, Japan's like the that. home of the schoolgirl too, like the fetish mm-hmm. schoolgirl. Yeah, the sailor uniform. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah, the, Japan has been able to compartmentalize like every part of its uh erotic drives like there's a way to buy anything you want here like the the 80s bubble and they're like rushed towards capitalism made it so literally any kind of like sexual thing you want you can get it somewhere and i feel like it's 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 maybe better that way than it is in america where everyone is just kind of like losing their minds maybe i don't know i wonder what the i wonder how like i wonder like how much if the sexual crime situation is worse there or here it's hard to say i think it's definitely worse in america like um how do you know i don't i think america is pretty prude but maybe that there's some stuff going on in the background i don't know it seems like when there's like rape in america it just is like that that's just like more like random and violent like in like in the irreversible tunnel where like that doesn't like that kind of stuff doesn't happen that often here but i will say that when violence happens it's very but asian people aren't very violent either so that's another thing but lately there's been so many train slashings i feel like they don't have but i've always heard theories about their t levels being lower (laughs) (laughs) i wonder if that's true or if it's just if it's just me interacting with racists on the internet (laughs) (laughs) i mean it could be true but um these movies would they definitely don't do as much violent crime as as other groups no no, no for sure but i mean when it, whenever it happens it always just kind of like really rattles me because it seems much more existential some in some way like um, yeah it's something different it's not like this weird it's not like this weird masculine rage like you get in the irreversible yeah. type scene that's well, not a, that's not the asian style or not the well, and it's Japanese funny because like they're they're all like they're all masculine crimes basically it's like all like uh I don't want to say incels or anything, but it's like, it's like frustrated men who are yeah, like, like of course. slashing women or, or people who look happy on like the train and stuff. And um, it's, it's like the same thing, but like the aesthetics of it are so different, which is like kind of like 
somebody like meekly like rushing with a knife around a train versus like shooting up a, a school or like a mall or mm-hmm. a club or something like yeah the the aesthetic impulse is much different there for sure <laughs> yeah for sure and also japan's think, yeah. yeah japan's really interesting man it's also known for their lot that don't they have like a famous cannibal that's still alive and like free oh yeah he's awesome and he's like he's on so tv cool. yeah he's like a media personality i mean but he they don't, really they don't ate really... a human they don't really trot him out actually for um stuff anymore it's like mostly like western media that uh, does anything mm-hmm. with him um but uh yeah he he's a fascinating character and uh, i i love watching interviews with him i find him charming what i mean yeah he, i think he's didn't he he's eat, sweet <laughs> see like the legend that you hear about on like all the like creepy poster guys when they're talking about it is just like this guy ate a person uh, he got he got out of prison on a technicality, and he's back mm-hmm. in Japan, and they like him. And oh, the fencing scene is on. Sorry. Uh, and he they, he got out of uh, prison, and they like him. And what else? Oh, and he like claims that he definitely wants to do it again. But I don't oh, know. Yeah, if that's... he said he he said he's just like uh you know keeping himself from. But he's like destitute and poor and. Oh really. Uh, yeah, but I mean, I can't here's he the thing: get is, a job. <laughs> no, no way. I mean, he, the only thing he's ever made money off of is like appearances and like doing like interviews that people pay him for. He published a few books, and most interestingly, this director whose movies are watching Sato Hisayasu did um, a movie called Unfaithful Wife, Shameful Torture, uh, and <laughs> cast the cannibal in the movie. No way, that's funny. So he doesn't mm-hmm. make money off this shit. He's he's really that poor still. Yeah, no, there's, like, a Vice interview with him. Um, the re- I mean, I don't, like, uh, you know, I'm not, like, that into serial killers or anything, for but sure. I do find it refreshing to find... I like, have, like, uh, a feminine interest in uh, true crime for some reason. I mean, this year I got really into, just like... Uh, it's just, like, entertaining. I got really into the Charles Manson stuff a little bit this year after reading uh, the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood novelization, oh, and sure. I got into the O.J. Simpson case. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that that was my true crime uh, diversion this year. But mm-hmm. I find it refreshing that someone is just like so upfront and perverted, and just is like, yeah, I like ate someone, and I'm like fucking ruined, and I jerk off thinking about eating people every day. <laughs> I find it, I find sure. it cute I that he like is just like down to say it, you know? Yeah, I mean, at least he's honest. Yeah. He reminds me of, like, a teddy bear. <laughs> oh, yes, a teddy bear, 100%. <laughs> I have to look at him. I wonder, I don't, I'm trying to remember what he looks like right now. He looks really creepy. His name's uh, Issei Sagawa. I'm going to just Google Japan Cannibal. It's easier. It is It is much easier. Oh, he doesn't look that creepy. Oh, he does. Yeah, he does look. He's definitely He's not a teddy bear. He's got a little bear. bit of a leering. He looks like somebody who would eat people. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But I do find him kind of, find him kind of cute. I, I kind of feel sorry for him. It's like people who have like these like fucked up sexual drives in them well, or whatever. Of course, it's like, like uh, it would just it would suck to be a guy who, it would suck wants to eat people. I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't I don't feel that bad for him because he killed someone. But like, if you think about it that way, I mean, of course it would suck to be him. <laughs> but he should just like go away yeah <laughs> unfortunately <laughs> just, just be gone <laughs> yeah he's got i mean unfortunately he's got to be gone Mm-hmm. no for sure can't really have shall we get into the shall we get into the next movie well yeah i guess so i'm what i'm did, did you have uh, more thoughts about uh bondage ecstasy no i just feel like we didn't really talk enough about it but we did uh i got 
the 69 scene is on right now. That is, this is the fencing scene, isn't it? Yeah. It's fencing to it's 69. A, it's fencing to 69ing. <laughs> yeah. What I love most about that scene is, uh, of, like, the, they're, like, opponents the whole time, and it, of course, uh, nothing can, uh, go anywhere with a, a true rival than to, you know, the 69ing, which goes on for, like, fucking 10 minutes on the floor. Yeah, it's really flowing. It's still going. <laughs> and we got a lot of the outside of the underwear stuff. Oh, yeah. I love that scene. I don't know what it is, but, um... Oh, another thing I noticed about these movies that I just saw is they, like, hungrily, um, lunge on the penis like they're eating, and it literally looks like they're eating. Oh, yeah. It looks like they're going for a hot dog. It looks like they're going for a hot dog, and, like, they're, like, they're, like, chewing. I'm like, doesn't that hurt them? <laughs> Maybe I don't um, have enough experience of, like, uh, with, uh, There's lots of nipple shit. stuff, too. Did you notice that? Yeah, lots of nipple stuff. And male nipple stuff. Yeah, that's weird. I'm not a big nipple yeah. guy. Japanese guys are really big into into the nipple stuff. Very odd. I mean, I didn't get it until I moved here, and then uh, I don't know things things changed very quickly. Things change. Yeah, I was talking about this with uh, Nick from Tokyo, but he, uh, yeah, both of us were like uh, unexposed to the realm of the nipple, <laughs> and then <laughs> we moved here. <laughs> That's funny. No, but yeah. Bondage Ecstasy, a uh, very sweet and charming uh, cry against monotony and oh, inconvenience. That cum is and fake, isn't it? I think it's fake. <laughs> they spit out like this giant glob afterwards. Okay, the glob, the glob when it just like appears is like totally like it really took me back when the first time I watched it. I was like, oh god. <laughs> Sorry, I just keep like fucking interjecting with shit that's going no, on. No, because I'm just I skipping love around the movie. It's good. <laughs> you, this movie that you have no translation. I figured of, no it would make the plot. I figured it would make up for me not knowing that much about these movies and not watching them closely enough that I could just have them on. No, it's good. I mean, the movies are always just like a, just like a jumping board to like get onto you know bigger ideas about for sure the for world sure. or personal relationships, sexuality, and everything. So. Um, yeah, I'm always happy if, like, uh... Beautiful fencing. If... Beautiful fencing. <laughs> fencing is also just, like, really dramatic, right? It's, it... <laughs> I guess so. It's, like, fake sword fighting. Yeah, it feels uh, dramatic to me. Yeah. Yeah, let's get on to the next movie, shall okay, we? Okay, yeah, let's do it. Hunter's Sense of Touch is from 1995, um, and this is kind of like a riff on cruising, basically. It's about a police detective who uh, is kind of brought into a murder case when he discovers that uh, one of his lovers um, may be either the perpetrator or the victim of uh, one of these crimes of uh, homosexual murder. So what did you uh, think about this? Uh, I thought it was good. I liked the, the whole, the very, like, I don't know, the, the unexplained 
mind control or mind reading aspect of it. I thought that yeah. was kind of fun. And just the whole theme of mind reading and like not be and it making you hate humans more <laughs> or like right. making you less happy and understanding humans less. I thought that was kind of fun. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there the mind reading stuff is very charming to me and really surprising. And uh, all three of these movies like all have a uh, some kind of like gimmick, right? Like uh, in uh, Horsewoman Dog, there's amnesia, and this one there's like the mind reading and the hypnosis, mm-hmm. and then in um, Bondage Ecstasy, there's like the bug transformation. The bug so transformation. Yeah, <laughs> they all have like kind of like these like cliches that they draw on, but um, especially in this case, I feel like it, it's really quite profound, honestly. And um, the whole time I was watching this, it, it made me really like melancholic and sad, honestly, because it's um, all of these people who are just trying to like uh, connect and like merge their emotionality with someone else, and then just uh, being driven apart by the nature of like human existence yeah this one had that really it was like the ending is very strange because it's like (laughs) because it's like romantic you know Mm -hmm. the the boy he's like loves him so he can't kill him or whatever i don't know how do you explain that what happens at the end D- yeah, well, did I read it wrong? Ends up, uh, no, no, you. I think you got it exactly right. He ends up like uh, catching up with uh, the culprit of this case, who does turn out to be his former lover. Who, yeah. Um, every man he sleeps with, he infects with mind reading. Yes, exactly. And he was kind of getting infected with it secondhand earlier, right, by another guy. Right. Yeah, because uh, it was uh, you know passed on along to him that way, and. Um, basically he was the only one who uh this detective he was the only one who couldn't have his mind read by his uh, former lover and so he can't you know kill him in his like fetishistic frenzy or whatever because um he he's like the last like mystery and uh, the only way that he can like truly uh you know incorporate his essence into his own is to know him centrally whereas the rest yeah. of them he just annihilated their existences so it's like soul it's like this cute like soulmate thing where they're like in love and i was like what the fuck is going on well yeah and then and he just ends up funny and then he just passes the murder bug on to him and it's over right exactly he ends up like getting infected with like the the urge to kill yeah um and it's also cute because it's like oh like um it sounds kind of like romantic and sweet but like this is like fully like a sadistic relationship like uh this like murderer just like beats the shit up and like does like japanese like rope bondage to them and like whips them yeah um it's like there's so much whipping in this movie oh so much it's like uh the lolita thing where it's like it's written like it's romantic but it's horrifying Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, and uh, of course, like, no, like, the studio-funded gay movie would ever be, like, honest enough to be, like, oh, yeah, like, of course, like, uh, this uh, faggot can't get over, like, the one guy who, like, beat him around. Like, every <laughs> every gay man is, like... That is what's like, going on. <laughs> every gay man is forever chained to the one who is most brutal and masculine to them, <laughs> usually, so... <laughs> That's funny. I didn't know that. Yeah, um, something cute is that um, there's another actor in this who, uh, the one who who does the... The little twink guy? The one, who wants to the, be killed? I, okay, I'm obsessed with the little twink guy, for yeah. sure, but, but not him. The other 
kind of like gruff masculine kind of hairy guy who uh does uh he he the was, one who's the looking... first one with mind control right 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 him yeah he is actually a very well-known actor in japan Whoa. and so it's pretty shocking that he um did all this in this movie yeah yeah and he's in kill bill actually he's the first one the to lead... like introduce the oh he's in kill bill i thought he yeah, looks he's the familiar? leader of the crazy 88 no way way let me look it up that's crazy man i know and here he is in the 90s doing like abject bdsm whipping porn wow that's crazy there he is <laughs> that's so wild man that's funny yeah you gotta pay the bills some way um i guess so i mean name? does uh, this pay the bills i mean not really you, you just said that the cannibals uh in poverty and he was in one of these well, I mean, he did it in the 90s, right? These movies like all probably have like a $20,000 budget at like most, right? Yeah, that's funny. So, um, another thing I love in this movie, in uh, my endless quest to preserve the most beautiful uh, masculine instincts, is uh, the rugby uniforms. Oh, yeah, there are rugby uniforms in this. Yeah, there sure are. And like uh, the big like uh, climactic uh, final confrontation like happens at a at a rugby stadium at like uh, five in the morning or something. I don't even remember that. That's funny. I didn't even notice that. Yeah, <laughs> this one has a lot. Oh, another thing I noticed was that this one, the the male bikini underwear is a lot more like there are patterns. There's like fucking cheetah yeah. print or like something or polka dots or something. Yeah, I, I know exactly which one you're talking about. I think it is cheetah print, which is um not attractive. Yeah, no. There's a lot more stuff like that in this, though, with, like, weird underwear choices. Yeah, the weird underwear choices to me are always... Uh... <laughs> I love the underwear in these movies, really. <laughs> I just think it's so funny. Yeah, but, it um... is funny. Yeah, it's very funny and cute. Like the this movie has a lot going for it in terms of like uh, the murder plot line as well. Yeah, that, I thought uh, it was pretty is, solid. It's, it's surprisingly violent as well with that like castrated corpse like floating in the river. Yeah, you saw me post on Twitter the fucking as you can see, or what did it say? Like as you can see, his dick has been cut off or something. Uh huh. <laughs> what a weird line. As you can see, the guy's dick was cut off is the exact quote. As you can see, yeah. <laughs> what a funny line. Oh, dude, and that character too, the guy with uh, the, like, the guy with the constant cold? What the fuck was going on there? Oh, yeah. I'm so glad you brought that up. Um, Why was there a character a... with a stuffy nose the whole fucking time? It's a, because he has uh, allergies, um, and the <laughs> allergies here are really strong. Like, everybody in a spring, like, come springtime, right, um, g goes insane, especially as, like, the cherry blossoms, like, the mm -hmm, sakura start mm -hmm. blooming, like, uh, the pollen goes out of this world, and it, it, I didn't have allergies until I came here, but he's right. Like, it, it is like that. It'd be like that. But, like, why put it in this fucking murder porn movie? <laughs> I know. Like, why cute. make it such a big part of it? Like, this guy's just constantly coming up with his, like, blowing his nose and sneezing. It's just so it, funny. It, like, gives, like, a like a nice, like, sense of time. Like, uh, for me, it was, like, And kind he's, of, like, the like, human a... character, too. He's, like, not involved in any of this, right? He's the only one who's not raped or raping in this Yeah, movie. he's, like, one of the only characters who's not involved in the rape. And he's got allergies, so maybe that uh, means something. Yeah. <laughs> um, the other character we have to talk about is the little twink. The little twink is weird, man. 
with that horrible, horrible haircut. Yeah, and like he's wearing a weird earring all the time, right? I can barely see right. it because the print's so bad or the movie rip is so bad. But it the VHS rip, yeah, it looks like he's wearing an earring like a little bit higher up on his ear, like in a weird bad spot. I noticed that too. He definitely looks like um a down on his luck eighteen year old who is now forced to do a Pinkuega gay porn movies. Yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe. Like the you mean the real person, not the character. The real person, right, like the actor. Because everybody else But he's having like it up. It feels like he's into it. I'm imagining like this cute, like little like eighteen year old boy just getting carried away with his first big movie role. Yeah, so exciting. <laughs> and he gets to play the guy who's like Oh yeah, he, I the line I remember from him the most was, "Oh yeah, I was looking for this guy because he did it really good, and I wanted to be with him again, even if he killed me." Yeah, <laughs> it's so crazy. <laughs> what the isn't fuck? it cute? See, this is exactly what I'm talking about. The the one who brutalizes you most will like be enshrined in your memory forever, and you'll never be able to escape. Well, there is your line. That's the one. That's the biggest part of it. <laughs> the yeah the biggest example of that in this movie no it's real though like even for me right like um the person who was most cruel to me and like cared the least about me um used to be the the one that uh i had the most like fixations on in my subconscious i think but Mm -hmm. um uh, that's changing now not so when, when you're straight the one who uh, was, like, the most insane and, br- like, the BPD girl I dated, I absolutely fucking hate and uh, uh-huh. wish to not remember. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess maybe I do um, remember. I mean, it's how, they do imprint themselves on your memory, but, like, it's nothing. I promise it's nothing like, uh, nothing like affection. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I guess, they, well, good, because uh, being a... I think if you were to get obsessed with those BPD girls and get, like, stuck on them, then you would ultimately end up being a, kind of, like, a submissive guy. No, you would get, uh, end up dead or in jail. Love that. Yeah. That's what happens. <laughs> that's what happens when you get... That's why I, I always want to do a PSA for dudes that BPD girls are actually not... It's not, like, a joke. It's very, very dangerous and scary. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, women will ruin your life. Yeah, like, totally. I, they, they have the capacity to and uh, not women. very little I'm not trying to say anything. To not. I'm not saying anything about women in general. I mean, I, I'm just saying about BPD. It's not BPD. Oh, I like, absolutely am. Oh, for <laughs> sure. Well, I wasn't going that far, but you you are free to. But all I was saying was that BPD is like dangerous. And it's literally like a sociopath. It's like fucking horrifying. Mm-hmm. No, I, I think, oh, I mean, obviously, and there's, of course, like, the very cute, like, people have been do. I've been saying cute a lot today, but there's been, like, a lot of uh, people trying to, I don't want to say romanticize, but there's, like, a, a fondness and affection for BPD that people have been trying to spread in the subculture or whatever. Yeah, I don't know they if try to relate this. it with, B- they try to relate it with uh, narcissism and say that, like, guys are narcissism and girls are BPD. That is not what it is. It's literally, like... <laughs> BPD is literally, like, a fucking sociopath. Yeah, it's an actual sickness that, like, needs, uh, you know, work on to get through. Yeah. Horrifying. Yeah, absolutely. And they will, Um, uh, put you in prison or something. Or kill you. Right. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yay, death by woman. Um, one, there is a woman in this movie. 
Um, there is a woman in this movie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, there is. Wait. Wh- oh yeah, there's a woman se- that they have said se- there was a woman in the other movie too in the uh, bondage ecstasy in that like weird bondage uh, in the bondage scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's no sex with her. I don't think. No, but they do have sex with this woman because um the killer also dominated her and. Once again, surprise, the dominant male who uh, is brutalizing <laughs> brutalizing those around him can't um, can't be forgotten by anyone, female or otherwise. No, it's just bottoms. It's just bottoms. It's a world of bottoms in this movie. <laughs> it's all bottoms. But no... Yeah, the, no, literally. That main act... I don't know. They all... They don't owe, all always bottom, but like I feel like they have that energy where they're obsessed with... Yeah, they, they're the ones who want to be acted upon or whatever well bottom is to, to identify with a with the bottom as it were as the sexual persona of the bottom to identify with that is uh mostly just a indicative of a weak spiritual constitution for sure for sure it, it mostly just means that you uh do not act upon the world but instead let it act upon you and there are ways to bottom in which you are not being like a whiny little like I can't do anything. I don't I don't know anything. Oh, for sure. Oh, you know. Um yeah. this movie is definitely like critical of a uh, of that kind of mindset and by the end uh I think he's absolutely kind of like a fascist top at the end. <laughs> oh, 100%. He like triumphs uh over the bottomness because he's like chasing after his bottom uh like his fixation that makes him such a bottom the whole movie mm-hmm. which is this dude and then he kills him so there you go oh isn't that perfect yeah it is perfect you said that really beautifully oh yeah you have to this is something i've always thought about as well like when it comes to beauty like uh when it really you know strikes you um there's only like two possible outcomes which is that you have to destroy it or you have to let it destroy you. For sure, yeah. That makes sense. So, yeah, seeing the passage from him uh, letting it destroy him and, like, create this uh, sexual carnage in the world and then finally being able to overcome it and kill his rugby boyfriend is... Uh, <laughs> oh, you need to find amazing. out... You need to find your rug, rug your rugby boyfriend and kill him. That's, yeah, kill, that's your life, rugby boyfriend. kill your rugby, rugby boyfriend is the meaning of life. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I'm, at the, I'm at the chick scene right now. So the story with her is she dated that guy. She dated the gay guy too, right? Or the, mm-hmm. the main serial killer. I, and she's all I marked guess, uh, up. She's like, how did she survive it? I don't know. She just, uh, she lived for it. She lived, she served cunt, she got uh, beat up by a, by a faggot. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So she got beat up by her gay boyfriend that she had for some reason, and now she's getting uh, dominated by another gay guy. I've I've failed to understand this. Let's let's investigate it. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, there used to be like a like kind of a like an archetype, right? For a. Not necessarily a gay man, but for, like, trade, as it were. <laughs> like, for uh, for trade. And what it was is, like, uh, these, like, gruff men who do p- typically favor sex with men, but are also uh, convincingly butch enough to, like, uh, exist in the sexual reality of women as well. Yeah, so the only guy in this a... movie that's, like... I mean, I guess the serial killer is pretty gay. 
But the the main character is not particularly gay. I mean, I guess I can't tell when it's a di- someone in a different language, like what kind of vocal tics they would have that would make them sound. Uh, the gay. twink is the only one who's really faggy. The, the twink's very clearly gay, but like yeah, he he has gay intonation as well. The rest of them don't. Not really. at all. I don't know. Is there anything subtle going on or no? I mean, I could I can miss it just you know as it being my second language or whatever. But having spent a lot of time around you know cross like Japanese cross-dressers and drag queens and stuff um and like flaming faggots and like the bar scene like none of them really sound like that to me except for that twink gotcha because the but, serial killer like seemed a little bit gay to me but maybe it's just how he looks it's just how he looks it's just uh the uh, the Japanese physiognomy how do you say but these other guys are masculine looking yeah sure um but like uh, I, I they cast like the kind of gay looking uh, guy as like the as the the trade one right um, as like the one who's like capable of uh, succeeding in both sexual realms and uh, that concept doesn't really exist anymore because bisexuals got codified into existence which is such a nuisance to me. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to comment on that. <laughs> There's also, I mean, that, and they always, like, uh, whenever that kind of archetype pops up, they're, like, always, like, really evil. Like, in anything, it's, like, the like the evil, scary faggot, basically, who's, like, can kill both women and men. And uh, one of the most glistening examples of this is the rapist and irreversible, the tapeworm, who uh, is, like, fully a fag and, like, uh, getting, like, up with tranties, like, the whole time up until he, like, rapes Monica Bellucci and is, like, I usually fuck... I fuck men, but you have an ass like a little boy. <laughs> oh wait, the rapist in in that movie is is gay. Oh yeah, I totally forgot. That's that's so funny, dude. That's that's like pure genius. Oh, I know. It's so evil. Yeah, that's where Noah is fucking incredible. Like he that's he pure knew... genius to have the the rapist be like a fucking flaming gay guy. Yeah, because absolutely every layer. Like, how can we make this rape worse? Okay, well, she's pregnant. That's awful. Okay, mm-hmm. like, she's basically, like, brain dead. That sucks. Someone could have stopped it. Oh, he's gay? That's the by far the worst part of it. That's absolutely hilarious. Yeah, not only was she raped brutally, but it was by, like, a guy who's getting railed or whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> also, there is, like, that rape scene that turns out not to be rape in this when uh, he's uh, pounding the twink. And he's like, no, stop. Oh, I do remember like, oh, that. that, yeah. He says, he I don't like, want oh, this. Oh, that was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want this. And then he liked it, yeah. And that, one, that scene goes on forever. That's, that's such proof of... So that's exactly uh, what's going... Like, that's all the rapes that happen now. It's like a girl... You, like, put your hand there three times, and she says, mm, maybe not, and then you put it there the fourth time, and she's like, okay, for sure, let's do it, and then she says it's rape later. Yeah, I mean, but hasn't this, this is, I just cannot believe that we're, like, in a cultural, this is why I feel like very every old guy on earth not was like you ha- every old guy on earth is like, if you don't try three times, then, like, you're never gonna have sex. <laughs> No, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, because it's, like, innately true, right? Like, ha- seduction is, like, a negotiation. It like, is, yeah. You, you, you're supposed to, like, uh, warm up to it, and um, to merely accept it first is uh, suggestive of a slackishness. Yeah, because, like, it was, like, back in the day, it was, like, girls were expected to say no, 
even if they really wanted to have sex. So it's like it's like this weird game that you that everyone was playing that like we're renegotiating the rules of now. Yeah, and uh, sadly we'll probably not have any more uh, rape belt <laughs> rape belt whipping uh rape not rape in any uh, movie in the near future <laughs> you know maybe in japan i don't know is any of this going on in japan any of the um, wokishness because it just started because america's like pretty infectious like we are a fucking disease i mean it, it definitely is you know done for in america like the the real the real covid19 wokeness is uh yeah. you know in full effect there but and it's a disease it's that getting infect- it's more infectious than uh COVID, covid and it spreading across the world totally well americanism I, I mean, in general it is happening it's inseparable from americanism i mean i don't know why people it's so funny how like the biggest nationalists are like this might be kind of controversial how the biggest nationalists are like anti-trans because it's like this is inseparable from americanism obviously don't Wait, you being think anti no being, being anti-trans no the whole trans thing oh okay Isn't it, like, totally part of it? Like, the big menu of, like, things that you can be... (laughs) Oh, oh, I got you. I thought you were saying, like, uh, transness was, like, innately uh, an American concept. Not really, but it kind of is. I know, I totally get it as well. Because especially, like, America has been, you know, so based on the idea of uh, creating the individual of you. Like, it's very much, like, about, like, the... Especially with, like, the English language, with, like, it's focus on like the word i like you have to say i and like identify yourself and speak from your own being so much in english right like yeah it does make sense that like america would be the land of transgenderism it feels and... so it feels so deeply american to have the transgender mm-hmm. thing happen and like well, the way Japan, like, they, the they particular fuck, way right? that we do it and the way that it, it's like actually it, it's like categorized and everything Mm-hmm. And it, no, because like in, in Japan, like it's like the people just don't give a fuck. There's like no like political discourse about it at all. It's like people show up and uh, either they're, they're passing or they're not, and they kind of are just like uh, ignored. And there's like no like big conversation. And on the same token, these people aren't like trying to like force their view of reality upon you and like insist of yes. uh, of, re- of uh, truth that's not there it, it goes both ways america's mind like your own business america's like world cultural leadership is this shit is it not mm-hmm. no i mean totally it is totally this shit and it is like it's like the it's like how we talk we always talk about like people right wingers in in that they inherently know that um, like we were trying to like spread feminism to people who were never going to be feminists or whatever. But then they hate feminism. It's just so odd. You know what I mean? I have no idea how this all plays out on the global stage. But what I do know is that for the time being, um, feminism is not pre- prevailing in Japan. Um, exactly. There are efforts. It's- there are efforts, but I don't think it's going to pan out in the same way that it did in America. And... Um, they tried to start a Me Too movement here. There was um, a woman who I, I I actually totally believe her, but she um, uh, got like raped by her like colleague, um, and then she wrote a uh, book about it, and it was like supposedly like the start of Japanese Me Too, and no one gave a <laughs> that rules. Yeah, so like, do you kind of see what I'm saying? That like our cultural mm-hmm. legacy and our cult like 
we export we're the ones exporting this shit oh yeah yeah no totally without a doubt i mean it doesn't come from anywhere but like from the americanization and i mean the first wave of it right was like after world war ii when um like americans are like occupying the country as well mm-hmm. um and then like you know their big financial leadership here uh they were like emulating and uh, trying to like enact a rivalry with america but as like the u.s like kind of begins to like uh lose its uh cultural power like the the look for guidance is like not aimed towards america anymore and seems to be more inward than it used to be. yeah japan is like where you look for an america that did not go wrong (laughs) interesting that's what that's like uh hooch kind of posted something like that the other day he said like no one does americana like japanese like the japanese they're the only ones who could do americana right yeah no for sure because we in japan they have like um a very clear sense of like generalizing cultures and like shrink wrapping it into like a very small product so like they know how to instantly like like right away like give you the impression of america like they wrap up an apple pie like the twin peaks like you know coffee stuff like it, it immediately reads that way yeah totally. um, like they created like what americans also perceive themselves as and it kind of goes back and forth with a feedback loop with japan imitating itself in the form of how americans view like a kawaii like culture and like anime and stuff you know <laughs> yeah because like we all did like, it's interesting because we all did grow up on japanese shit like pokemon and shit mm-hmm. yeah it's funny. yeah no for real mario yeah mario even like even like i'm not even talking as deep as like manga and shit which now a lot of kids are growing up on like even oh, deeper yeah. into japanese shit which is probably good for American culture, the future of it. I mean, River brought this up uh, on my episode with him, but he thinks that, you know, America is definitely like shifting in a, a similar direction as... Uh, and, and actually, I think I heard on a, an episode of the Fed, the Fed Post that uh, Bimbo Ubermensch also said this as well, but like, America is like totally shifting in a similar direction that, that Japan was. I mean, hopefully, right? I mean, there's lots of as long as you don't have to do the work climate here, because the the work culture is horrific. How come? Um, long hours. Uh, oh, they expect fuck. everybody to. Uh, well, oh god, that's uh, ship they, is they, sailed, man. That's what we're doing here. It's already done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I suppose so. But it's like it's especially intense here. Like they they make everybody stay until like nine p.m. at the <sighs> office every day. Like. Um, very high stress uh lots of suicide and isolationism uh people are well, very uh locked away from one of each other but th- that that's already happened in america for sure yeah i don't know that it'll be that bad quite as bad here in that regard because mm-hmm. like we have a lot less people right i mean i feel like there are a lot more people packed into a much smaller spaces in japan space yeah yeah for sure japan's like fucking people living in cubby holes or whatever I mean, like, we yeah, get, I mean, we get a little of that. Right now. Yeah, we get that in New York, but like, and in our cities aren't quite like that. You know, like Japan. I mean, Tokyo is like the most populated city in the world, isn't it? It is. Yeah. So it's like I just imagine how just people in little fucking cubby holes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, my apartment is quite nice. It's not too expensive, and I have a, a beautiful view. Um, For sure. I, I I don't feel like I'm in like the in the the pod yet um yeah but they're much more they're much closer to the pod than we are over there like maybe it's not everyone but aren't they no i i definitely think so um 
and you know one thing about like the isolationism here and like people like locking themselves away from like society is that um like when that started happening to America like people like really fucking lost their shit right like they they really they like, kind of like began to spiral out of control so i do yeah, have Americans hope don't for f- we don't trust like that we don't fuck around no yeah because <laughs> we never even got locked down here and people just didn't go out yeah that sucks yeah and uh, we're doing masks probably until the end of time at this rate in japan yeah i mean uh, well that, japan already not... did masks didn't they we've been doing math yeah i used to wear masks like before covid started like when i had a cold like when i was like working like, yeah i mean um yeah i don't hate it i i mean if i was in america i would absolutely hate it i'm for absolutely sure. but, fucking I mean, disgusted by the fact that i will never go another day without seeing a mask that oh bothers God. me to know i mean i hate it i hate it at such a deep level like <laughs> i really hated it yesterday when i was crying on the train um that and i was getting like snot in my mask that was probably the worst thing that's ever happened to me in my entire life but yeah it's not everyone even the wearing it. of like, it that bothers does. me it's just it's just the fact that i fucking have to see these things for the rest of my life because of this event that did not need this like response to an event that did not need to happen yeah it's no I, I totally understand it's like a it's like an aesthetic like a signifier of the whole thing it's a signifier of the whole thing that i'm never going to be able to forget like what they did to us for absolutely no reason yeah no kidding um anyway um yeah hundred cents of touch hundred cents of touch <laughs> i forgot where i am right now i was just at the chick scene. oh yeah what is this i meant to ask you what is this movie that plays the whole time like they're constantly oh, watching the hypnosis? this hypnosis video what is that uh, it has to do with why the, is it on the... everyone's TV or is it just on his TV? He has a. VHS? It's just on his TV. Okay, because the twinks watching yeah, it. Yeah, he one has point. a VHS. Yeah, I think he shows it to the twink or like he leaves it at like, the twink is like just in that like dilapidated house and watches it. Yeah, he like comes home and the twinks like they're watching it. Yeah. What? And I think that's kind of like one of like where maybe like the hypnosis started from. I could be mistaken. Yeah, but... maybe that. Not the hypnosis. Sorry, like the the mind reading. So it's just a video of what. Like the main, like these therapy sessions, right? Yeah, I guess I kind of had trouble understanding and like didn't notice or didn't watch close enough to those. No, and I, I um, I've talked about this quite a few times. With like when it comes to plot and stuff, I'm always like fine if like stuff like uh doesn't you know if, if something slips past me, I don't understand as long as I'm like reacting and uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it... God, the. the Go ahead, sorry. I'm not trying to have, like, a fucking uh, Harry Potter brain need to understand this part, but I just, like, I'm asking you oh, what, totally. what you thought it was, because I don't really know what it is. I Yeah, and I don't... I, I struggle to come up with an answer, really, because, um, you know, my thesis for the, the whole, whole of the movie is that it's, you know, uh, the pain of, like, not being able to, like, truly ever be, like, one with somebody else and, mm-hmm. um, you know, overcoming, like, that, um, that emotional turmoil basically yeah, it's like yeah. what what does that mean with hypnosis like i have no idea like what what, what is the the mind reading is easy enough right like yeah, uh, they really just they kind of spell that out yeah like when he's like dazed like stumbling around in shinjuku just like listening to like the silt of the earth as everyone like yeah. complains about yeah bullshit <laughs> yeah and then he like the second that happens like that only really happens once right like that it ha- it only happens once, like really bad, doesn't it? Right. Yeah, and then he like uh, and then he immediately isolates goes and himself off. 
Yeah. I think he immediately does murder after that. <laughs> yeah, understandably. Yeah. Unless I'm missing something. I mean, Unless I missed a scene where it happened earlier. Can you imagine, like, actually experiencing that and having to be, like, confronted with, like, people's actual interiority? Oh, God. No. I mean, have you seen What Women Want with Mel Gibson? No. Oh, you gotta watch that now. It's like this. Okay, I'll, wa- I'll watch it for sure. What Women Want is... It's like this, can... Hunter's Sense of Touch. <laughs> it's exactly... It's Hunter's Sense of Touch, except for it's Mel Gibson. I love that. <laughs> no, it's like a rom-com where you can hear what women think. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I imagine that must have been the... It's very, 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 Yeah, I'll good. check it out. Okay, I'm gonna put it on my list. Did you have any closing thoughts about this movie I'll before we move on to the... Show. I don't think so. I think I covered it. Before we move on to the most shocking out of all of them. Speaking about the 1990 uh, horse and woman and dog, um, or horse woman dog, or um, as uh, is put in uh, the lovely English title, rough spec sex, spelled R U F F. Dude, that fucked me up. Yeah, I didn't. I, I didn't warn didn't... you about this. I just said that this is the most like hardcore out of the three of them. On my first playthrough, I uh, well. I kind of barely watched it either time, uh, but on my first playthrough, I kind of scanned it the second time just before we came on, mm-hmm. uh, and I didn't notice the first time that they, there was actually a dog sex scene. Oh yeah, I thought it just—I thought it just licked. No, the dog fucks her. <laughs> like, God, dude, I that's know. not real, right? I can't imagine that's real. Um, no, the, it can't be. Real. I mean, the licking is clearly real. Yeah, that's real. I mean, yeah, you can't fake that shit. Okay, so what is this movie before we get into all of the bestiality here? Um, this is a movie about um, a sort of like Pasolini-style female villain who is yeah. running like a commune on the beach um, with the mission of joining the hearts of animals and people. Um, and she takes people who are washed up from the beach beach and then rapes them with animals um and that's the movie i can't imagine that there are i mean how many people can wash up on a beach well i mean the big go plot a whole twist, lifetime right? without like, anyone wa- washing up on a beach the big plot twist at the end right is that like it's like a some kind of like hellscape or something because um uh, i didn't notice that it's um 
the the woman who is like washes up with the amnesia right who turns out to be this uh sadistic bitch's sister uh she ends up taking her role and then more people start washing up on the beach at the end so it seems to be like some kind of like a cyclical nightmare um there's much less like thematically or plot wise going on here but um the sex here is the most disturbing by far yes i mean there are a lot of bra moments in this one the other ones were like okay whatever it's like sexual and violent it's nothing that like is beyond imagination or whatever Mm -hmm. but this is just (laughs) this was just like dude what (laughs) (laughs) like um the only time that i was like ever really like oh god when i was watching the other two is like uh when there's just like actual like fingering going on like i was like oh god you know you don't see a lot of assholes getting fingered typically yeah yeah and then some of the rape a little uh, bit the the whipping looks like it hurts i was like oh ouch watching (laughs) yeah but like bdsm isn't shock isn't shocking no um what is shocking is bestiality yes um, and the, what is shocking is BC and violence in movies isn't isn't that shocking I mean I've seen a lot of it but this is just holy fuck dude I know <laughs> I'm so glad to hear this I haven't like I'm very rarely disturbed by anything anymore I have uh I've talked about this before about how I've like always been like chasing extremity and like trying to um watch more art that completely like rattles my spirit and when i first watched this uh back in college when i like went on a big kick of uh watching pink rega movies by myself this was the first time in probably a very long time that i was uh nauseated uh looking on at the screen yeah i mean it opens with a pretty brutal rape that's right right yeah um and it seems like it's merely going to be rape like it's oh it's just only like double rape but um yeah, it's just like, oh, this is a pretty bad rape scene. It's nothing, uh, I mean, it can't be that bad. It's not even, like, it's not even as bad as Irreversible. Oh, not even close. But then... <laughs> something but bad happens. What happens? What happens? Tell the, me. The woman gets involved, is what happens. Yeah, she comes in, um, and she has, like, the cuntiest, like, purple eyeshadow on, and, like, this, like, dumb little, like like a uh, lace like black outfit or whatever and she comes yeah. in with this pooch it's stupid as hell you're right with this pooch yep she brings a dog uh and they they smear jam all over this girl and the dog just goes to town uh for quite a while um the thing that is most shocking to me about this dog it's like a cute dog is that it's a cute dog exactly yeah it's not like some kind of fucking vicious monster it's like this, like, it looks like a, like, it looks like Nana from uh, Peter Pan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it literally does. It's like this big fluffy dog with, like, soft, like, cute eyes. Oh, my yeah. God. Um, So. It looks like it should be stacking blocks and cleaning up the bedroom like <laughs> Nana. But what it is is it's a... Uh, the little oh god my my language is falling apart as i'm faced with this bestiality scene but like the the nipple licking from this dog is so heinous it's so bad to look at and it goes on and on and on it's something about these movies that they're all like an hour long but because like the content is just so punishing they all feel like they're like three hours each yeah for sure yeah 
I definitely turned this. I turned the speed up on this one. Not gonna lie. <laughs> well, a lot of this uh, is also like them just like a uh, talking about nothing and amnesia and like lying around in boats for a lot of the movie. Um, yeah, I didn't get much of this. This one was mostly images for me too. Like the only one I really paid attention to the story on was Hunter. Yeah, which makes sense. Um, since you didn't have subtitles for the first one, but um, yeah, yeah, I do love that. Um, that this is like so like twee and like talky and like kind of like boring and slow paced in between like what is honestly some of like the most dreadful sex to ever be filmed. Um, there's also like a necro the this poor dog, dude. I mean, that's a real dog. I know it's so fucking fucked up. I've been I was thinking about it. I'm like, whose dog is this? Yeah, whose cute doggy did this? <laughs> and did it come home and, like, they still, they, like, looked at it the same way, like their cute little pet? <laughs> like, literally, like, what do they, what do they do? Like, what, it's like, I mean, it's their fault. I'm sure they got, like, paid for, like, this but, dog, but, like, what the but fuck? But I, mean, I guess it's, okay, here's the redeeming part about it. The sex is obviously fake. Yeah. Okay. And the licking is just what dogs do when there's fucking jam. Yeah. So you can still, the dog maintains its innocence. Yeah, when the dog fucks her, you know, <laughs> it, it's not so bad. You know, the, the dog is, you know, not um, not guilty in any any of this. Um, no. But we, we have this uh, male protagonist character who's, like, uh, trying to help this washed-up girl with amnesia. Um, at one point, they, like, bury her in the beach and put, like, a scuba down, like a scuba mask on. And um, this, like, sadistic woman, like, masturbates, like, uh, watching her, like, potentially slowly drown in the ocean. Um, and this all leads up to the, uh, the pinnacle of all of these movies. The most shining, glimmering moment, which is the, the horse scene. Jesus. <laughs> so, so did you watch this whole horse scene? Just like, just watched it. You just, you put your eyes on it and you let it happen. Yeah, I did. I mean, what else am I going to do? I'm proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> I, am I supposed to turn it off? I mean, I made it that far. I mean, that scene has the sadistic woman just jerking off that horse. Yeah. It's absolutely horrifying, dude. <laughs> what do you think makes it horrifying? Because, okay, like, I... And they trot the horse. I mean, I didn't even know the movie was called uh, Horse, Woman, Dog. Or yeah, whatever. you saw it's called I Rough given Sex. It away. But I just saw them, I saw them, like, trotting the horse around the whole time. So I was like, I know what's going to happen with this fucking thing. God damn it. <laughs> um, and the horse, um... The horse is, like, this terrifying image throughout the whole movie, like, the pale horse, because, like, once you've seen the dog fucking, like, you know the horse is gonna join as well. Like, it's only a matter of time. And so the... Okay. Yeah. The horse... Yeah, you do know that. And, and, like... But, like, the horse... The whole thing's fake, correct? Like, the entire thing? There's no horse dick going on? Um... Or is she... There's no way that they fucked her with the horse no obviously of course not of course not that's not that's obviously fake but they are definitely jerking that real horse off she's actually jerking the horse i am positive that she is oh god (laughs) i I hate it dude (laughs) and this woman who is this woman does she have a normal job no this this is actually um i think that she is one of like the main stars she appears in a lot of his like uh, heterosexual pink wagon movies uh 
Uh, I see. So she's in, in, in quite a few of them. It's um, Sasaki Yuri is her name. And okay. uh, yeah, she she's kind of like uh, one of like the, the big, uh, one of his like big fixations. And she like uh, is like really into making these movies and has been doing it for years and is like kind of down for anything. So um so she jacked off a horse so she, so she jacked off a horse <laughs> i mean hey people jack off horses to collect their semen for what for for breeding okay i mean that's not what they were doing here but they use like a sleeve yeah they don't put their hand on it um and the horse ejaculates on her is is the worst part of this whole movie jesus yeah that's so fucked. just man. the ocean of jizz Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I hate this movie, dude. I really did not like this one. I mean, I hate to be, like, uh, a party pooper about the, uh, about art About the something. bestiality movie. Yeah, I get, if, if we're calling it art or whatever, I, I just, I feel like, uh, I feel like one of those, uh, conservatives who's, like, appalled by a movie with, uh, you know, with, like one of the yeah. wig nats who's like appalled by movies with like interracial marriage in them or something. <laughs> no, you draw the line I of bestiality. Yeah, <laughs> I just can't. I just can't. <laughs> but I honestly think I'm that like, um, this... even though this movie is like a pink wig on, it was like meant to go like be seen as like pornography. I absolutely think it's supposed to disgust you. Like I, I am one hundred percent certain that um, Sato is is too smart and like in tune with his uh. Mm-hmm. aesthetic sensibilities to um not understand that dog fucking and, and horse jacking off and horse fucking is nothing less than disturbing but i am curious why is it disturbing like what what is the abject quality here like what makes it uncomfortable i'm obviously like disgusted as well but like what is it okay well it's definitely nothing about, I mean, it's just the fact of it and seeing, I mean, it's just, dude, it's just what it is. There's, there's no need for explanation. Some things you just know are bad. <laughs> this is wrong. Exactly. It's wrong. And yeah. I mean, that's yeah. an incredible, right? Is to like identify yeah. something that is like the worst possible thing, you know, something that is like against human nature uh, and then yeah. turn it not only into film, but into pornography. Yeah, I mean, and it, it, it I, was, I was thinking that it couldn't be anything, I mean, it, there's no need for explanation. I mean, it, I was about to say that it couldn't be, the like, anything about the filming of it that made it particularly fucked up, because it's actually, like, very pretty, like, the beach and everything. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, like, the most bright of all these movies, and, like, the prettiest. <laughs> yeah, because it's, it's the most spacious, like, um... When yeah. Sato directs, like, Tokyo as a city, he, like, makes you feel really, like, trapped in and, like, closed off yeah. and, like, very grimy. But this is just, like, these huge shots of the ocean at sunset. Um, and mm-hmm. uh, the villa that they have their little commune in is, like, really, like, uh, airy with, like, flowing Gatsby curtains everywhere. Um, yeah. But, but again, it wouldn't matter no matter what. <laughs> It wouldn't matter if this movie was filmed to, like, look more horrifying. It's just so, so wrong. Well, I mean, the fact that it looks so pretty makes it way worse to me, honestly. Yeah, that's true. 
Yeah, yeah like, it's uh, honestly worse that way. Where you, you would only expect someone to get fucked by a dog, like, inside, like, the most disgusting dregs of, like, some basement, like, that smells like the movie Saw looks, you know? Like... Yeah, yeah. But no, it's happening in the bright su- like the bright light of day. Like, there's no sex scenes at night here. It's like all during nope. the de- morning. <laughs> yeah, it's all daytime. It's all br- it's like bright. It's uh on a beach. It's like a beautiful landscape. The the horse thing happens in like where did it like in the this wooded area, right? In the forest. In the forest yeah, of like love. This, this pretty little forest. <laughs> yeah, there's like a few trees. I mean, it's not the prettiest shot in the movie, but Jesus Christ. Um, there yeah. is something to be said about the end of the movie as well, because uh, she ultimately uh, kills the man who is uh, supposed to be saving her after she's been uh, raped by the dog and the horse and everything. And um, she uh, she kills him for being a, a necrophile. Uh, and then she takes the horse and she leaves. And she uh, she becomes the sadist from the beginning of the movie basically wait is that what happens yeah i missed all that so like she how does she become the sadist she goes to the house so if you go to the very last scene in the in the movie right um it's the exact same shot from the beginning when uh she has her face in the mirror but it's uh it's the raped girl and uh, she looks out to see and there's a body drifting in Oh, I see, I see, I see. Right. Yeah, I didn't really catch that. I wasn't really watching that closely. That's crazy, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's I mean, fucked. after horse rape, I mean... Uh... <laughs> She's wearing the same outfit, too. Yeah, and the same makeup and everything. Oh, no. And she looks so, like, virginal and sweet, like, in that, like, white, like, Lavinia dress the whole time. And so then when she's wearing, like, this stupid black and, like, lace getup, it's, like, especially, like, kind of shocking. Yeah, and, like, she doesn't have the same face as the other woman either. She doesn't look... Sadistic. The other woman looks a yeah, she scary. looks Yeah, she looks scary for sure. So it's not really working for this girl. No, but that's kind of, like, what makes it uh, more unsettling is that, like, uh, this is gonna... There's, there's a lot of... Um, I guess my take on this is that there's, like, a lot of looking, right? Like, there's, like, the mirror that keeps, like, flashing lights everywhere and the photography... Um, there's like a lot of like being seen. So the idea of the movie is that like, uh, it puts like the most horrific thing in front of your eye and then kind of reveals that to be what all of these movies are in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. God damn. (laughs) (laughs) This is fucked, man. I'm just like watching the ending right now. I almost wanted to tell you, like, you should totally watch this with friends, but I was like, I'm going to step down the sadism a little bit. If you told me to watch this with friends, I would have been so pissed off. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> oh my god. I mean, it was sadistic enough that I didn't tell you like what was going to happen, but um, I do have like the gay sadist urge to uh, force movies upon people. <laughs> like, uh, I I love uh, that sensation. It's like my truest and like most uh, disturbing manifestation of my homosexual instincts is to make people watch this stuff. God damn it. <laughs> well, you made me watch it. It was fine. Do you think that this has worth? Uh, a value? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't want to... I mean, like... I guess, like, at heart, I'm kind of like a... Like an old-fashioned liberal in that I can, I have to be like, everything has value. You know what I mean? Sure. I mean, if, if someone made it, it's like art. I don't want it... I don't want to say anything like that. That it has zero value. Right. But, man, it's so hard to see. I feel like such a, like, 
like I said, I feel like such a like ban this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Video Urge. nasty. Yeah. Um, I think that once you've seen this movie, it lowers the threshold for uh, basically everything else you can ever encounter. Um, and once once. Well, I've seen worse shit. Uh-huh. I mean, we've all seen worse shit. We've all seen like the viral internet videos of heads you... getting lobbed off, and you know, yeah. ISIS. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, of course there's worse shit. There's, like, the one where the kids beat the guy to death with a hammer. I haven't seen that one. Oh, it's a Russian video. Absolutely fucking horrifying. <laughs> Actual serial killers. I'll check it out. I'm, just, I, I know, I'm not, like, interested, like, in snuff stuff, usually. I don't know. No. That's definitely, like, uh, hard for me to... I can call a lot of things thing. art. Like, I can call, like, 9-11 art really easily. I, I struggle to call that stuff um artistic yeah no it's not and i don't know i I don't know about you but i was exposed to a lot of that like very young right yeah when we were kids it was like all the rage to like to like uh to rope your friends into seeing things that ruin their lives yeah you know what i mean Mm -hmm. stuff that they can never forget about when it's you can never unsee and you're like fucking 12 years old yeah it was really all the rage to do sh- to do that. No, it totally was. I mean, I did this stuff all the time. My friends and I used to like try to one up each other, and um, I still remember the face of a man burning to death as like the life moves out of his eyes. Jesus. Yeah, but it's special yeah, to me, just... like when you know, fictional film can kind of do something similar because that horrible, bright lit VHS quality, like. Japanese ass covered in horse semen is has never left my brain. Yeah, if it wasn't old, it would be a little bit different. I feel like it's better that it is old, right? Like it feels more like yeah. lived in and and flesh like. Whereas if I watch like a high quality video of a horse like coming, I just don't think I would. Uh, uh, uh yeah, it's like that fucking uh, Serbian film or whatever. Uh-huh. That's like the worst thing imaginable. I, I I literally watched a YouTube synopsis of it just to see what all the fuss was about. I was like, okay, now I never have to watch it. Can I tell you, I had a really hard time with that movie, but honestly, not the worst time I've ever had in a film. Dude. <laughs> Absolutely. Un- I can't even imagine watching it. I mean, it's bad, but something about, like, the, like, mercilessly, like, murky, like quality to it it just like seems like such a downer that like it's it doesn't like i mean it's shocking but it doesn't like surprise me if that makes sense really because i literally just heard a guy describe what happens in it Uh uh-huh and i wanted to die (laughs) i mean like the wikipedia plot description is almost worse than the movie i think yeah i guess i mean i just heard somebody like literally give a play by scene by scene play by play with clips without with everything censored because it was youtube right yeah well here we are unimaginable so you watched that movie what did you like what did you think i mean i watched when i was 16 um and i thought it was at the time i kind of would just like watch anything that was uh as uh, shocking as possible but for sure yeah i mean i get that i mean i i do like to watch things that like leave a mark right and I, yeah. I think that um, what happened with me is because I watched Irreversible so early, everything else, I, the way that Irreversible is, like, so 
flesh-like and um it, it's way more like real and um I don't know it, it doesn't like sometimes feel like a movie but it feels like something that's like uh corporeal and alive almost so that movie has always been like the one that completely like changed uh like you know gave me like the 30 meter stare or whatever (laughs) and so after that like everything else has never really been able to get me like that did so i was like disgusted really yeah i mean not this no no i mean this Horse, woman, and dog uh, gave me a similar uh, nauseous sensation, so it was close. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No. Yeah, this one did. I mean, this one was just like. I don't know. I mean, it, maybe the fact of it being old and VHS and like everything being fake and it being like porn, it didn't really like like make me nauseous or like fucked up. Yeah. No. I mean, it's quite. It's it's banal, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I was I was more outraged than uh, <laughs> yeah than, than horrified than like than horrified yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's like why I, I think like... the the bright lighting yeah. is so genius, right? Like all of, like because it is like so banal. Like when the kind of twist at the end happens, like this is just like the the eye seeing this. Like you are looking at this. Like this is this is what all like film is basically. Um, if it had just yeah, been sure. like a Serbian film and like that like black and brown and like musty like rotted you know aesthetic the whole time then it just feels too simple but because it's in the bright shining light of a japanese beachside morning you can't you can't mm-hmm. avoid it mm-hmm. god damn it's so fucked <laughs> but yeah yeah it didn't really like i said it didn't like it's not nauseating really no it, it's um it is outrageous. That is, is, yeah. is what it is. It's yeah. It, it's out. Yeah, it's outrageous. It doesn't. It doesn't. Uh, really nauseate the dog. The actual dog licking is the absolute worst part, including the fake horse cum. The, yeah, the horse clearly like the horse ejaculation is is bad, but the the nipple licking from the dog is by far the worst part of this movie. Yeah, because it's real. Yeah, it's very clearly real and happening, um, and you're the eye yeah. looking on at it. So everything else, I was able to be like, okay, this is fake. It's a fucking movie. Goddamn. Yeah, I absolutely. Um, I, I wonder, having seen these uh, three manifestations of um, perversion at their most uncapped and unfiltered, and seeing like the earnest erotic uh nightmare of all three of these movies uh what have you come away with berto oh shit i don't know (laughs) (laughs) this conversation (laughs) (laughs) we got we got a two and a half hour conversation that it just uh culminates in us going wow that is just fucked up (laughs) no we had a good talk for sure no i'm and especially that uh that hunter movie i mean we got i got something it was like a movie you know uh, <laughs> yeah the other two i didn't watch i didn't honestly didn't watch enough wouldn't watch closely enough to get much out of mm-hmm. besides like the actual fact of how fucked up they were or like how graphic they were yeah there's the there's the fact um and i guess my takeaway having revisiting having revisited all of these is that um the world is a place full of uh, beauty in the in the most extremes, and um, even if uh, there's a lot of 
pain and horror and dog licking. Um, it's pretty miraculous. <laughs> it's pretty miraculous to like possess eyes and be able to register like these impossible sensations that exist beyond us as, uh, For sure, as yeah, beauty absolutely. and sublimity and terror.